For Jesus. We thank you for the ministry of the Holy Spirit and we thank you for not giving up on us. We pray that may Christ alone be exalted in our discussion. In the name of our Lord Jesus, Amen. Wow. We are privileged to see another day, to see another week, and to see another man, the gift of life. And we are continuing with our series, His Poema. And this is the part two. And we are considering the scripture, Ephesians chapter 2, the verse number 10. I hope that by the end of this study, everybody would have memorized Ephesians chapter 2, the verse number 10. So it says, for we are his workmanship. Other versions will say masterpiece. So we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God before ordained that we should walk in them. So last week, I will be continuing to be perusing the scripture. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God before ordained, that we should walk in them. And last week, we started by looking at the first part, which is we are God's masterpiece. Now, it's important that we understand that God is not interested in giving us things per se. God is interested in making us become someone. So God is not interested in giving you riches. God is interested in making you wealthy. God is not interested in giving you a blessing. But God is interested in making you a blessing. So God's agenda is more on you becoming something than you just having something. So when he met Abraham, he told Abraham that, he didn't tell Abraham that I'll bless you. He said, I will make you a blessing. And that has been the agenda of God, to make you somebody. So when we are saying you are God's masterpiece, we don't mean that maybe just academically you excel. No, we mean in every aspect of your life, you are God's masterpiece. So you don't just excel in one aspect of your life and leave the other aspect of your life because that is who you are. This is who your nature is. And it's also very important because any believer who doesn't know this truth about who he is in Christ Jesus ends up trading this for something else in the world. And this was the secret to Joseph. And I'm talking about Joseph, I'm talking about Joseph, the son of Jacob. Because when Potiphar's wife came to him, because he knew that God had prepared a better place for him, he didn't settle for less. Because he knew who he was, he knew who God has ordained him. He remembered the two dreams that God gave him, that the sun and the moon and 11 stars were bowing down to him. He remembered the dream about 11 sheaves bowing down to his sheaves, even as his sheaves stood still. Because he remembered this truth, he didn't give in to Potiphar. But many of us are trading what God has done for us and who God has made us because we don't appreciate what it means to be God's masterpiece, one. And two, many of us don't even know we are God's masterpiece. So we are going around looking for approval from every other person except God. We are going around looking for belongingness from any other, every other place except from God because we don't know that we are 
his masterpiece. So it's out of this truth that we live our lives. So because we are his masterpiece, we must excel in everything we find ourselves. Because we are his masterpiece, every aspect of our life must exude the deposit of God or then we must exude who God has made us. So anytime you forget that you are his masterpiece, you begin to trade yourself for something else. So be like Joseph, that whenever you are either in the pit, you are either in the prison, or Potiphar's wife is chasing after you, remember those two dreams. And for instance, for our study, it is remember that you are God's masterpiece. And we are continuing. The second part is saying that, for we are his masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. So that's what we'll be focusing on for tonight. Created in Christ Jesus. And I think this is the most interesting or my favorite part of the scripture. Now, it's important that we know that who we are is very dependent on the fact that we are in Christ Jesus. So our wildness, our swag, whatever we are is because we were created in Christ Jesus. So I remember I've said this before that the whole purpose of God is Jesus. The agenda of God is Jesus. Now let's go back. Now let's do some study. John chapter 1 verse 3. Let's read what John chapter 1 verse 3 after we go back to Ephesians. This study will be staying a lot in Ephesians. But let's look at John chapter 1, the verse number 3. Talking about Jesus, we're talking about the word. Now, this is what John is telling us. He says that all things were made and came into existence through him. And without him was not even one thing that was made that came into being. Hold on. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 10. I'll explain what I've just read. Paul has given us a, a very important mystery and a truth. He's saying that, For God had planned that for the maturity of times, and the climax of the ages to come to unify all things and head them and consummate them in Christ. Now I'm using the Amplified. So now let me use the, the King James or a simpler version that we won't struggle with. Ephesians chapter 1, the verse number 10. It says that, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and on earth, even in him. So God's agenda was not just to make all things through him, but that at the end of all dispensation and ages, God will gather everything back into Christ. So he made everything out of Christ, John chapter 1 verse 3. So God did not dare to create anything outside of Christ. And he's having an agenda that at the climax of the ages of the world and the times, he will bring back everything into Christ. So everything is revolving around Jesus. He is the purpose of God. And I like to say that he is the word of God. Not that Jesus is the words of God, but Jesus is the word of God. Meaning that all that God has to say about any situation is Jesus. So if you come to God, God, I need proof. It's all that you tell you is Jesus. God, my marriage, Jesus. God, my health, Jesus. God, my this, Jesus. That is all that God has to say. God has nothing else to say but Jesus. That is why it's called death, word of God. Everything is about being in Jesus, including our salvation. Now, it is very important for us to understand. Now, when Jesus was talking, you know, a time came and he came to ask him for a sign that give us a sign that we will know we are in the end times. And he made an interesting statement that it's only an evil generation that looks for signs. So if you are a Christian that's always going around from 
prayer meeting to prayer meeting, conversion to conversion, church to church, looking for signs and wonders. You are lost. You are an evil person. You have an evil eye. Please, that's what Jesus said. He said that to no other sign shall be given except the sign of Jonah. And what was the sign of Jonah? The preaching of the word. And immediately the people accepted the word. God spared them. Now, we also know the example of Noah. You remember, I think I've said this before, that all thing about the Bible is about Jesus. Particularly, the Old Testament are made up of shadows, types, promises, and prophecies. Now, talking about the shadows and types, all the Old Testament is all about shadows and types of Jesus. So if you read any portion of the Old Testament and you don't pinpoint Jesus, I'm not interested reading. So now, when we take the example of Noah, you know about the flood. And the issue was that eight people were saved. Now, who were the eight people were saved? The eight people that were saved, talking about human beings, were those that were found in Noah's Ark. So the issue is, are you in Noah's Ark or not? That's all. So immediately you are not in Noah's Ark, you are going to die. And now let me just chip this in. Everything outside of Noah's Ark died, except one thing. <laughs> so this one, I'll leave it for you, for your consumption. Okay, I'll give you the answer. And I'll just tell that there's some revelation there. There's some revelation there. Of course, the fishes or the aquatic animals didn't die. Yes. And why didn't they die? Now, and I'll leave that one for, for, for another time. But it's interesting to know that in the time of Noah, it is those who were in the ark that were saved. Finish. So the issue is, are you in Jesus or not? That's all that God is looking for. If you are not in Jesus, if you are not in the ark, Sorry, the flood will catch you. And the same message is given to us in Rahab. The Bible talks about the fact that after Moses sent for the spies and Rahab received them, Rahab made them to make a promise that save me and my family. But the spies told Rahab something very interesting. They said that the day we are coming to attack you, make sure that all your family members are in the house. So if somebody decides to step out and go and urinate and you are coming to attack, then his blood will not be on, on our hands. So the issue was that for deliverance from the Israelites during the time or during that time, was that, are you in Rahab's house or not? So if per chance somebody came to visit Rahab, immediately the person entered Rahab's house, then the Israelites came to attack. So the issue is, are you in the house or not? Are you in Noah's ark or not? And that's the same thing with, are you in Jesus or you are not in Jesus? That is why there is no room for boasting because it has absolutely nothing to do with yourself. That is why Ephesians 2, after God has told us how we quicken us up together, Paul made the emphasis that it is a free gift from God. And the verse 9 says that not of works, least any man should boast. So the only way you can be saved during the times of Noah is if you entered the ark. It has nothing to do with your swimming ability. It has nothing to do with whether you heard the word of Noah or not. It had nothing to do whether you mocked Noah or not. Maybe for all you know, you were not mocking Noah. You were just looking at the guy slowly. For all you know, you were not a wicked person when the Israelites came to, came to strike the city. But the issue is, are you in the house? Are you in Noah? In Noah's ark? Are you in Jesus. God deals with us on the basis of Jesus. 
So God doesn't bless you because of you. Or God doesn't make you a blessing because of you. The reason why you are a masterpiece is not because you want Miss Malaika or Miss Universe or Miss World. The reason why you are God's masterpiece, the reason why you are God's poema, the reason why you are God's best is because you were created in Christ Jesus. And also the shadow of this is seen in the Old Testament. Once again, the Jews or the Israelites were supposed to offer a sacrifice. So the day comes that every person is supposed to bring an animal to the high priest to slaughter and now you know that god gave them i think in exodus 20 he gave them the criteria of the animal they should bring it should not be without blemish it should be spotless it should not have any lame it should not be lame it should be a full healthy animal so when the animal is presented to the priest what the priest does is that the priest looks at the animal immediately the animal is without blemish immediately the animal fits the bill the sinner or the jew or the israelite is accepted so the israelite is accepted not based on himself but based on the lamp that he brought so as long as there is no issue with the lamp the person is accepted in the same way jesus deals with us jesus doesn't deal with us looking at us but he deals with us looking at jesus that is why the bible says he's faithful and just because justice demands that the person who has paid the price he is no longer owing the debt and this is what many of us don't understand the issue again is are you in jesus or not i like to define jesus as the basket of god's choice so when god wants to pick something to do anything what he does is that he has a basket and the basket is called jesus anybody that is found in the basket is qualified to go because god is not dealing with you on the basis of who you are imagine god was dealing with us on the basis of who we were you think you qualify for anything that is why we don't fast for god's approval that is why we don't pray for god's approval that is why we don't engage in religious activities to earn god's approval god is approving of you because you are in christ jesus you know many a times we think that god deals with us as in the law reward or you do this i do this for you you do this i do this for you frankly speaking if god was dealing with you based on what you did what do you think you would qualify for you are accepted in jesus as long as you are in jesus you are accepted of the lord and you go down further so jesus is all so are you in jesus and see jesus is not just everything about us he's also our message so you remember in acts the bible says that the spirit told to philip that join this chariot and the bible said when he joined this chariot there was this ethiopian enoch that had just come from worshiping and he was reading Isaiah, and he was not and he didn't understand he was confused and philip asked do you understand what you read he said how can i and he asked is the prophet talking about himself or something else and the bible says that and philip explaining from where the guy was reading that's isaiah he preached jesus unto him so our message is jesus and the same thing when paul on the road to damascus one of the things that jesus told him was that paul i have called you that you will bear my name you would bear my name to the jews to the gentiles and to kings so the mission of paul was to bear the name of Jesus. The mission of Philip was to preach Jesus and see that your mission is Jesus. And when we are looking at the good works, I will explain this a bit more further. So that is why Paul said in, in Philippians chapter 3, verse 9, he said that, let's read it, Philippians chapter 3, verse 9. Brother Paul was trying to clear some misconceptions that people had about his religiosity or about his Christianity. And in his defense, he made a statement in Philippians chapter 3, verse 9. And he said that, 
I want to be found in him. That's all he's looking for. I want to be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is of faith in Jesus. Paul is saying that he doesn't really care about what he has done. Okay, let's just read the verse 8. He says that, Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus. That means that Paul will give up and have an accurate knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. Listen to what Paul is saying. He said he's willing to count everything but loss just to have an excellent knowledge of Jesus. He's willing to give up every single thing. And I don't want to even just name things. Every single thing, anything you can imagine. Paul said that I count all these things but loss just so that I can have an excellent knowledge of Jesus Christ for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, all things, and I do count them but dunk. So why is it regarding everything as done that he may win Christ? And then verse 9 was when we, we started. Said, and that I will be found in him, not having my own righteousness. The issue is to be in Jesus. So Paul again puts it in a very nicer way. He said that Paul, a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. What Paul is saying is that, you know, a prison is a place of confinement where people are sent to because of an action they have done. So they are confined in a particular place. So Paul is saying that he's a prisoner of Jesus Christ. In other words, Jesus is his confinement. He doesn't step outside of Jesus. He's bounded by Jesus. And this is the reality, or this is the place that God wants us to take us to, or God wants us to appreciate where we already are, because you were created in Christ Jesus. And this is what makes you special, because Jesus is special to God. That is why you are special to God because Jesus is accepted to God. That is why you are accepted to God. What does it mean to be created in Christ Jesus? For you are his workmanship, or you are his masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus. And it's interesting that Apostle Paul used the term in him or in Christ Jesus more than 70 times. I think he's the only one who even used that phrase. More than 70 times. So this one is your own personal assignment. It's for your own good as paul said he's counting everything but then just to get an accurate knowledge of jesus so all those who are trying to be like brother paul who want to have an accurate knowledge of jesus what is your own personal assignment scroll through all the more than 70 times paul said about in him and let's see what paul tells us but we'll just take a few ephesians chapter one it has a lot of in him. In fact, Ephesians chapter 1 to chapter 3, there was a lot of in him, in him, in him. So you want to just take some few things of what it means to be in Christ Jesus. What does it mean to be created in Christ Jesus? And I think the first one, we have stated it already in last week's episode. The first thing is that you are a new creation. That's the first thing. You are new. You are brand new. You are tear robber. The Bible says that, be, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. So one, what does it mean to be in Christ? One, it means to be terrible. It means to be new. It means that you do not have any history. You do not have any record. You have never existed before in the sight of God. That's what it means to be a new creation. And I think I explained this last week. So if you are a new creation, that means you don't have any record. You don't have any history. You don't have any past. You don't have any ancestral case. I know I've said something there. No worry. We will continue. What does it mean to be in him? Let's look at Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1. I'll just teach them for the sake of time. I won't really go into much details. But let's read Ephesians chapter 1. Um, let's start from verse 3. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places 
in Christ Jesus. So what does it mean to be in Christ Jesus? One, it means that you are blessed with all spiritual blessings. Sweetheart, he didn't say that you are going to be blessed. He didn't say that God is thinking about blessing you. He didn't say that God is evaluating what is going to bless you. He said that as long as you are in Christ Jesus, you are blessed with all, with all spiritual blessings the verse 4 according as in him according as he has chosen us in him before the foundations of this world that we should be holy and without being before him in love so verse 4 what does it mean to be created in christ jesus it means that you are chosen and you are accepted by god first you are new you are brand new you have never existed before the second one is that you are blessed with all spiritual blessings. The fourth one is that you are chosen, you are accepted. And this is very important. This is why I get this part is my favorite. Because if you have ever been bounced before by a guy or a lady, you will know how painful it is to be rejected. Hey. <laughs> you know, sometimes when they bounce you, the first question you ask them, oh, what is wrong with me? <laughs> Am I not handsome enough? Am I not intelligent enough? Am I not this? We always look for a defect because we don't understand why a fine lady like you, a fine gentleman like you, somebody will look at you and not choose you. But thanks be to God, God has chosen you in Christ Jesus. Now let's go. The verse 7, there's a lot to say, but unless I don't want to whet your appetite so that you will go back and peruse Ephesians and look at the all in him so that it gives you an accurate image of who you are. You are new. You are chosen. You are blessed with all spiritual blessings. Now the verse says, For in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. So what does it also mean to be in Christ? It means that you have redemption because of his blood. You have been redeemed. You do not owe anybody anything. You do not owe the devil any longer. You have paid the wage of your sin. The devil has no arm against you. You know, we're talking about how the seed of the woman bruised the head of the serpent. He disarmed principalities. You have been redeemed. Your ransom has been paid. No, the devil no longer has any right to lay hold on you because God in Christ Jesus has paid the price in full. Let's go. It's getting so interesting. Um, That was the verse 7. Now let's go to the verse 11. In whom, <laughs> I'm not in, and the whom is talking about Jesus, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance. I think the Amplified puts it a bit different. This is how the Amplified puts it in the verse 11. In him, we also were made God's portion, God's inheritance, God's heritage, for we have been foreordained in him to his purpose. This is what Amplified said that we are God's inheritance, we are God's in the tree, they will say, Japadier, you are God's possession. And now look at who God is, and you are the person God is going to inherit. It should tell you who you are. And remember, don't get swollen headed. The only reason why God is going to inherit you is because you are in Christ Jesus. So why are you special? Because you are in Christ Jesus. Now the verse 13 is that for in whom, and that in whom we have also trusted after we heard the word of truth, the gospel of salvation, in whom also after you you were sealed. What does it mean to be created in Christ Jesus? It means that you are sealed with the Holy Spirit. Wow. So look what Paul is saying. Paul is teaching us who we are in Christ. And after mentioning all these things in the verse 40, he said, which is our earnest, like the Holy Spirit, is our earnest of our inheritance unto the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. 
Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith um, in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the sins, I cease not to give thanks to you. Now, look at Paul is telling us who we are in Christ, he says. And I can just imagine, I'm sure that as he was right, he said, No, these people, they don't really appreciate what it means to be new. They don't really appreciate what it means to be chosen and accepted. They don't really appreciate what it means to be redeemed. They don't really appreciate what it means to be sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. They don't really appreciate what it means to be God's inheritance. So, the verse 17, he says that. I cease not to make mention of you in my prayers. And why is it praying? That the Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, that you will know the hope to which you have been called and what the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints. Ah, verse 19, and the exceeding greatness of his power to us who who believe. So Paul is saying that I know what I'm saying. You may not really appreciate it. You may not really appreciate what all these things mean. So that I'm just praying for you that you have the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Because these things are spiritual matters. You might be able to, because you see, many of us will not appreciate these things because we don't have a car, because we are not married, because we don't have a certain amount of money in our bank account, because we don't know what it means to be blessed with all spiritual blessings. Remember, God is not just interested in giving you a car. God is not just interested in giving you blessings, but he's in Trusted making you a blessing, but until you are able to appreciate what God in Christ Jesus has done for you, you will not be able to enjoy what Paul is praying. That is that you will not be able to enjoy the hope of your calling and the glorious inheritance that we the saints have, and you will have no idea the exceeding power which is at work in us because we don't know who we are in Christ Jesus. And let me just put the icing on the cake. Colossians chapter 3 verse 3, because this is where Africans really have an issue. Colossians 3 verse 3, listen to what Paul is telling us about also being in him. Paul is saying that, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Ha! Now the question is, if you look at our prayers, I, I remember I asked somebody this week or so that, if you look at your prayer life and you remove praying for protection and provision and you have no other prayer topic, you have not yet started a Christian war. <laughs> you are still a baby. Because many of us, especially Africans, 80% of our prayers is protection. And the remaining 20% is provision. But sweetheart, the Bible is saying that for we have died and our lives are hidden with Christ in God. How is there a possibility that you are with Christ in God and you are living in the fear of what the devil can do against you? Ha! Ah. So many of us, our prayers are fear-motivated. See the way we would go the extent to seek for spiritual protection. There are many people in the church who have consulted other mediums for protection. What an insult to God. How dare you think that God cannot protect you? A stone, a rock, a bead, something under your bed can protect you. How dare you think that God cannot protect you until you put anointing oil on yourself, until you can swim in a river? What an insult to God. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. In fact, you, I see no reason why I should pray for protection. I thank God for protection because it is already done. I am already in Christ Jesus. Unless you are not in Christ Jesus, then you can be praying for protection. What I remember I've said before that all believers are rats in the lab of life. So whenever the devil wants to do an experimentation, he wants to test something, he, he just catches you and uses you. But if you are in Christ, so that there is no way, no way 
there is no way emphasis no way you can be a prey to the devil are you in Christ that is the question are you in Noah's ark are you in Rahab's house as long as you are in Noah's ark there is no way the flood will catch you as long as you are in Rahab's house there is no way you will destroy as long as you are in Christ Jesus so you are going to bed trust me all you are supposed to do is to thank God for what he has done for you in Christ Jesus you are chosen you are accepted you are redeemed you are got inheritance you are sealed you are new and your life is hidden with Christ in God so that this is why the bible calls the gospel the word of faith Whenever you hear the word of God and it doesn't produce faith in you, sweetheart, you are not listening to the word. You are listening to news. Because it's news that gives fear. You are listening to more so. The word of faith. And this is why you must spend time in knowing who you are and what it means to be a masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. Any preaching that instills fear is not the gospel. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. What again do you want? Which other protection? So if for some chance, if for some mysterious reason, God goes to sleep and therefore he, he loses his guard <laughs> and the devil is able to bypass God, he has to meet Jesus. This double protection. That is who you are in Christ. But yet, look at all our prayers. God, give me this. God, give me this. God, give me this. God, protect me. God, protect me. Then they'll tell you, wash your face with water three times before you sleep. Pour this anointing on. Sweetheart, your life is hidden with Christ in God. What again? Just go to bed every day thanking God that you are in Christ Jesus. No weapon that fashion. In fact, the weapon cannot even fashion against you before it's going to be prosper. Because where is the devil going to find you? You are in Christ Jesus. For you are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. So Paul, after saying all these things, and maybe he just gave him a few things, because even in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13, he, he went on to say that you who were afar, you have been brought near in Christ Jesus. So another thing that in Christ Jesus, you are close to God, but I, I, I don't want to even go there. So just Ephesians chapter 1, from the verse 1 to the verse 14, Paul was telling us who, he, who we are, and I'm sure he was like this people who understand. That's why he said, let me pray for you. That the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that you will be able to comprehend, that you will be able to apprehend who you are in Christ Jesus. What a wow. <laughs> well, you are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. So I'd like to pause here and welcome my friends to give their commentary. So we will invite um, Baba to give us her commentary or a question. So Baba. Thank you very much. I'd say that to be created in Christ Jesus, it means that there has been nothing of such creation that has existed before. The effort it took God to even be created in Christ Jesus can never be underestimated so I would like us to all come as we are to Jesus to be created anew in Him. Amen. Amen and amen. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Because if you are not in, I'm sorry. <laughs> so we will invite Benji. Kindly give us your commentary or your question. Okay. Um, thank you very much for this opportunity. Um, I believe we've gleaned a lot from our study today and I'd like to add something little to what we've already learned. Well, I think um, as Christians, we need to 
come to the realization of this truth about who we are in our personality in Christ. I believe the reason why we as Christians live lives of mediocrity is because we lack knowledge and understanding of who we are or our place in Jesus Christ. And I think in our previous series, I think one time we spoke about, let's say if you are the son of Dangote or the son of Bill Gates and maybe the son of an opulent figure, there are certain things that you are not going to be um, asking for because of the caliber of person that your father is. So if as um, human beings we are craving to have fathers like Bill Gates, Dangote, Jeff uh, Bezos and the others, how much more can we as the children of God that should put us on a certain pedestal that we are the children of God, that God is our father and he is the creator of the universe and everything consists in him, everything was created by him and then for him. Yeah, so I think one of our major problems as Christians is that we lack understanding about who we are in Christ. Yeah, so that's why Paul prayed for the church in Ephesus, that their eyes will be opened, that the Lord will grant them the spirit of wisdom and then revelation. So I think the key rule is we understanding who we are in Christ. Yeah, and it comes by knowing the word. As I Sam said, that anytime you listen to the word of God and it instills fear in you, then it is not the word of God. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So I just like to entreat us that we should subject ourselves to reading and then the studying of the word till we get the understanding of the word of God. Because if we don't know who we are in Christ, that is where the devil will thrive on our ignorance to bamboozle us with obstacles and everything. And I think the main reason why some of the apostles and the fathers of old they were able to live their lives were because of the understanding that they had about their place in Christ. I think in 2 Corinthians, yeah, Paul was talking about how he had suffered for Christ, that he had been beaten with stripes, with rods, he had been shipwrecked. He talked about a whole lot of trials and tribulation that he went through, and he never got discouraged because he knew who he was, who had called him. So I just want to entreat us that we should pray or we should ask that the Lord will grant us understanding. And even throughout the Gospels, it looks like anytime Jesus Christ was performing a miracle, it was either he was commanding it to come. Like you really see him praying for some. The closest was when he was um, commanding the bread to multiply. The Bible said that he gave thanks. He lifted it up and then the bread began to multiply when they shared it. So you never saw, even at the grave of Lazarus, he just commanded Lazarus to come out and then he came. So it's not just about how aggressive you pray or the gymnastics and the stuff that you go to, but it's about your understanding of who you are in Christ. So we should seek for understanding. Then I think we are going to excel in our Christian life. And I know that God is going to bless us once we ask for the spirit of wisdom and the insight and then understand. Amen. Amen.
and amen. God bless you. If your prayer life is all about asking for provisions and protection, you have not yet started praying. <laughs> so we go to Mama Bene to give us a commentary, Bene. Thank you. All right. So um, last week, I, I remember I asked a question and Sam. Dola explained it very well. And he said um, the main reason why God calls us is masterpiece is because we are in Christ Jesus. So um, over the week, I searched for a particular, um, a very popular phrase, which is the apple of one's eye. So, you know, when someone tells you, um, let's say, yeah, the apple of my eye, and I found something quite interesting. Um, I got to know that this particular expression dates back is from the Bible. Uh, and in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 10, the Bible says God cared for the Israelites as the apple of his eye. And in um the career chapter 2 verse 8 God also um, said that anyone who touched the people of Israel touches the apple of his eye so when I said I realized that the original Hebrew word there for apple was actually and pupil as in um, the pupil of someone's eye or let's say pupil as a student yeah and the pupil is the center of someone's eye and it's very essential to vision so by the expression, um, you are the apple of my eye or you are the pupil of someone's eye. And it means that the particular person or the particular thing in question is um, very, very precious. And also the Latin word for the pupil there means little doll. Yeah, and in Hebrew, the expression is the little man or little man of his eye. So it probably means that... Um, so if someone tells you that you are the apple of his eye, it means that when the person looks at you, he sees the reflection of himself in you as he looks at you. So when God calls you the apple of his eye as he did the Israelites, it means that when he looks at you, he sees the reflection of himself in you. So um, I linked it to the masterpiece, that when God calls you his masterpiece, it's not because of anything, but because he, he sees the reflection of himself in you and that is because he created us in his image so because we are in christ because of jesus christ when god sees us he doesn't just see us as mere human beings but he sees a reflection of himself in us he sees christ in us. that's why we are so precious to god and that's why we are his master here thank you god bless you so much you are the apple of god's eye wow we take the final commentary from Mama Abena. <laughs> okay, so I was thinking to be created in Christ Jesus means to be in Him, which some already said. And anyone who is in Christ Jesus is filled with God's grace and power, and we are able to live in all fullness. And in Christ Jesus, we have no limitations because the power and grace of Christ fills us and makes us able to do great exploits. And I also found that to be created in Christ Jesus also means that God has been exalted in you in all other ways. Thank you. God bless you so much. For we are his masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus. God will in next week, we will look at onto good weeks. I don't know if I made mention, it should have been a three-part series. But just take a look at the scripture. I found out that was a last portion. And hopefully it might be a four-part series. But let's see how the Lord will take us in our study. So as usual, we want to spend some time in prayer. But before that, 
I would really encourage us that as often as possible, pray Ephesians chapter 1, the prayer over there, and the prayer Ephesians chapter 3. Stop praying the prayers I've been praying. <laughs> and pray biblical New Testament prayers. Because we are a New Testament person. You are not a Jew to be praying like you are under the law. Seller. So I really encourage us that you pray Ephesians chapter 1 and Ephesians chapter 3. I remember one day reading Kenneth Hagin's book. And he was like, he has prayed this. I think he says he prayed this prayer almost every single day. And I want to encourage us also. Because these things we are saying are to be accepted. I know many of us will not really appreciate it. But as you pray this prayer, there are spiritual truths. And spiritual truths are perceived and disend. They are not experienced with our sensory perception. That is why we walk by faith, not by sight. We just want to spend some moments thanking God that we are his masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. We learned several things about what it means to be in Christ Jesus. We just want to spend some time thanking God that we are redeemed. Thanking God that we who were once afar off, we have been brought near by the blood of Jesus. We want to thank God that once we were enemies, once we were criminals, but now because we are in Christ Jesus, we are a new creation. We want to thank God that we are chosen, we are accepted, we are beloved in Christ. We want to thank God we are the apple of his eye. We want to thank God that he never gave up on us. We want to thank God that our lives are hid with Christ in God. Sweetheart, the Lord is your shepherd. There is no way evil will befall you. Only with your eyes will you see the reward of the wicked. We want to thank God for who he has made us in Christ Jesus. We are his masterpiece. We are his poema. We are his best. No evil shall befall us. In fact, goodness and mercy will pursue us every day of our life, even as we dwell in this body. For with long life, he will satisfy us. Father, we thank you for who you have made us in Christ Jesus. We thank you that we are accepted. We thank you that we are redeemed. We thank you that you have brought us near. We thank you that you have chosen us. When people rejected us because they thought we did not have the height requirements they needed. When people rejected us because we were not a particular sex they wanted when people rejected us because of the color of our skin, when people rejected us because we did not meet their intellectual level, Lord, you chose us. Lord, you accepted us. Lord, you did not reject us. And you took us even in our worst state. Father, we thank you that you did not just choose us, but you have loved us. You have loved us with an everlasting love. We thank you for the forgiveness of sins. We thank you that we have been blessed. We thank you that we have been blessed. We thank you that we are a blessing. For just as you told Abraham that we who are of faith are also children of Abraham, that the blessings of Abraham are ours. We thank God that we have the blessings of Abraham, the blessing where we give to nations we do not borrow, the blessings where we become a blessing to people. Father, we thank you that in Christ Jesus, because we are in Christ Jesus, we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Father, we thank you that we are created in Christ Jesus. Wow. In the name of our Lord Jesus. As you can see, there are so many things you could have prayed for about Tony's day. So I want to encourage you, go through the epistles and all the hymns that Paul has said, begin to thank God. Because as long as you are in him, you are entitled to all these things. So many scriptures are coming. Even Ephesians 1, he said that, for in him are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And if you are also in him, that means your neighbor is wisdom. 
We thank God for this opportunity and we thank you for being around. And by the grace of God, we are taking it one episode after the other. We encourage you to keep bringing in your friends, even as you come to hear the word of faith, not the word of fear. God bless you so much. Remember to give God your best and make sure that this week you owe no man nothing but love. God bless you all. Bye-bye. So long for you, this heart beats for you.